Welcome to another edition of Alternative News brought to you by Romina Betsin from the Campaign for International Cooperation and Disarmament produced at the community radio station 3CR. Today we will present a recorded program from the Venezuelan Solidarity event which was held on Thursday night at the MUA Hall. You will hear Kevin Bracken who is ex-union official, peace activist, campaigner and you will hear Daniel Gaspari, Venezuelan Charge of the Fair to Australia. Good evening everyone. Thanks very much for coming here tonight and this is a Venezuelan Solidarity Night and it started off with we had a delegation from Melbourne that went to Venezuela in uh, January this year, Jay Montero and Lucho because we wanted to find out what was going on in Venezuela. We're told one side of the story here, and that is that Maduro's a dictator and Venezuela is a result of failed socialism. But I've been to Venezuela myself. In 2010, I was part of a delegation going from trade unions in Melbourne here with other members from the CFMU and the AMW. And um, when we went to Venezuela, we found a country. It was no, it was no uh, paradise, but it was a work in progress where people's lives were improving. The 70% of people who were living in poverty when, when Chavez was elected was reduced down to 20%. Universities had gone from 5 to 13. Venezuela still has the fifth highest attendance rate of any country when people go to university. Plus there was training programs for people right from young people through elderly people who wanted to be trained up. And it was all about developing communities and developing you know, grassroots associations. And from what I'm told by um, Joe and Lucho is that's developed here now. So with all these sanctions that have been brought on Venezuela through the economic warfare by the USA, people are surviving and they're making their own way. And they haven't rolled over as the US had wanted them to. They're expecting the military to turn over and they haven't done it. And from what we were told by uh, Lucho and Joe is that the people are stuck fat and they're not going to go back to the way it was before when they had their dictators in the country. They're not going to be giving their oil away for nothing. We had a, one night with Daniel Gaspari at Trades Hall. That was earlier on this year. Since then, we've had two fundraisers here. We've got about $9,000 organised to send a container over to Venezuela with things which you've got a list here of water pumps, electric generators, tools, farming equipment, overalls and things like that. So if you can take them back, we will be shortly getting the um, container and that's going to be donated by the Electrical Trade Union and then we're going to have it set up at the um, CFMEU Training Centre. They've agreed to leave it there while we pack it up and send it over to Venezuela. So... Parla, thanks very much for coming here tonight because that money's raised has been from here too. But I just want to say that thanks for the um, other unions too, like the CFMU, the ETU, AMW and other AHU. I'm not going to name them all, but I was at Trades Hall two and a half weeks ago where we passed a resolution condemning the sanctions and the economic warfare put on Venezuela. It was passed unanimously by the Victorian Trades Hall Council and I believe it's the first group of unions that has condemned it. It's disappointing that the Australian government recognises Guaido as the uh, rightful ruler of Venezuela. And it's even more disappointing that the uh, Labor Party also recognises Juan Guaido, a man who declared himself the president at his own rally as the um, rightful ruler of Venezuela when Maduro was elected with 67% of the popular vote there. And it's all just doing this cowering down to the imperialist corporations that run this world now. So I'm glad that uh, Victorian Trades Hall Council passed that resolution and we want to pass on to other trade unions around the place and call for recognition that Maduro is the rightful ruler of Venezuela and he should be have the rights to say what happens to the economic welfare of the country. I believe there's $54,000 million belonging to Venezuela which has been thrown into the out-of-the-bank system there. 
$1.47 billion of gold in the Bank of England that they won't release. They can't buy medicines, they can't buy equipment, can't buy food. So it's, this is like the equivalent of a medieval siege. You know, they surround them until they give in, throwing out the dead bodies. The um, study that was done by Mike Weisbrot and someone else from the US in um, April this year said that there'd already been 40,000 people that died through the sanctions in economic warfare, and there was another 300,000 people at risk. So we've been out there selling tickets and trying to get people interested in it. And unfortunately, for the most part, a lot of people don't care. It's a long way away. They don't know anyone who's in Venezuela. They speak another language, and it's pretty sad. But I mean, I am heartened by the support you are given it. It's only a minute thing that we're doing. But it's an act of defiance against what they want to dictate to us from imperial corporations that rule this world now. So good on you all for supporting it. And things might start in a small way, but that's what happens when everything starts in a small fashion. When things are overpowering you, but at some stage yet there's a turning of the tide and other people will follow it too. So thanks very much. Pat yourselves all on the back for being here and second doing something about it. Because if you stand by and see people getting a kicking and you don't do anything about it, soon enough it'll happen to you too. Thanks very much for standing up for what's not right, for the people of Venezuela being punished for just having the largest oil reserves in the world. At that note, I just want to hand over to Daniel Gaspari, the charge of the affairs from Venezuela, to come up and say a few words. Thank you, comrade. Thank you very much. I want to say thanks to all the organizations involved in organizing this event tonight. Of course, the Maritime Union has been always a big and important ally from the people of Venezuela. LASNET also and the Venezuelan Solidarity Campaign, who's also working behind us in this. And of course, uh, the Communist Party of Australia, somebody from the Communist Party of Australia is here. Well, thank you all that you to be here. Certainly, it's very difficult for me to say something else because our comrade just said a lot of my words. But it's very unfair what is happening in Venezuela because the blockade that U.S. imposed against us doesn't allow us, as the comrade said, to import any medicines, any food, not even to sell our oil. Uh, only a couple of months ago, we sell zero oil which that never happened since, I mean, more than 40 years in my country. As you know, and unfortunately, my country has been a monoproductor of oil, and that's or 95% of our income. And I said, unfortunately, because we need to develop other areas so we can avoid this moment, what is happening now. But uh, not only that, we have a problem with Caribbean, with the countries of the Caribbean, where we uh, deliver oil to them and gas. And this program uh, is just stopped because of the blockade. Blockade is, it covers many things, so that means that insurance are not working for us. So the chips are not insured, so the chips cannot move. So the, the chip company cannot move because they will have also sanctions against them, and they will, you know, uh, kidnap their money if they have money in the U.S. account. So it's a very complex situation because for every side where you move, you you are blocked. You are not able to 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 do much things. Or more important is health. And um, because we need to import medicines, we don't produce medicines. And uh, food, as you know, the best alternative will be our neighbors, but it's not a secret what's happening in Colombia and what's happening in Brazil. So Brazil has, the, I think, the most right-hand government that experienced Latin America since the dictatorships in the 70s. So it's close to uh, this, you know, uh, kind of governments. And Colombia 
Unfortunately, with their internal war, with they have never found people from Colombia here. They know very well what I mentioned. And also the position of their president against us. And the close alliance from Colombia and Brazil to U.S. doesn't help. And you will ask me, I, I will open the, the discussions with you. I, I like more to hear questions and answer that to talk because I know that to hear somebody talking is not good. You will ask me, well, how are you doing? Because and certainly, well, yeah, we are surviving and because we have very good allies. And, and of course, uh, Russia has been a good ally from us at this moment. China, Turkey, Iran, and some other countries. I just mentioned maybe the biggest one. And most of them in this region, I mean, um, many countries from Asia are in solidarity with us and are helping us to achieve or to at least survive on this difficult moment, which I'm sure, by the way, it's going to be passed very soon. Before, one of the comrades, uh, when I was hitting something, he's asking me, why you don't, it's no risk of a coup d'etat? Because you will see, well, if people is, um, you know, facing difficult moments, majority of the people of my country, they recognize and they know that, that what's happening is not on the government's hands. And on the time of President Chavez, people achieve a lot of goals, which, of course, we still have or we try to have. And most of them have been a little bit deteriorated because of the blockade. But people realize that they are more, it has more expectations about revolution than what we have in the past or what we could have in the future. And um, you may ask me also, well, what about this uh, self-proclaimed president that Australia recognizes as our president? And certainly um, uh, I was telling one of our comrades now that uh, he now convokes, uh, you know, any rally and he won't convoke more than 20 people, 25 people. And people doesn't trust him anymore. They discovered that he was, he was stealing the money from the country, taking advantage of this recognizing that Trump gave him because there's nobody else who trusts him. They don't have any control of the state. Of course, they don't control the, the armed forces who are still, you know, close, uh, very close appeal to the revolution, to the government, and to the democracy and the constitution, by the way, because people say, well, why the armies? You know, usually armed forces are, you know, very strong in this. They can come and go a coup d'etat. They are strong, especially our armed forces, because you should know that... Uh, from the times of President Chavez, who was a military, he uh, put a lot of attention in defense. So now Venezuela, which is good at this time, uh, is very strong in defense. So that's what makes it not easy. I'm, I'm, we, I need to recognize that we cannot face a war with the U.S. because anyone who faces a war with the U.S. will be at this time, you know, very damaged. But certainly that makes us strong in the region. Venezuela has more, I mean, the stronger defense system in the region now. And of course, the allies from Russia and China and many other countries, which I just mentioned, helps a lot. So that's what uh, it doesn't uh, finish or hasn't have a finish like it could happen uh, some years ago in Panama or in other countries where just they invade and that was all. Um, for U.S., it's still strong to think about invading Venezuela. And it's not a secret, and Comrade also mentioned it, that Venezuela still has the biggest reserve of oil in the world. And that's all the problem. If we don't have this, they won't be interested in us. This will not be happening. But if they invade Venezuela, the oil price, which is going up, by the way, because of also the situation, will go very high and will put the economy of these big countries in a big, bad situation. Many people doesn't know that Venezuela was the or is the owner, still the owner of the biggest refinery of oil in U.S. So most of the gas that's used by U.S. is produced with Venezuelan oil, and it's refined on a Venezuelan-owned state-owned company, which is in the U.S. There are more Cidgo uh, gas stations, like here, um, I don't know, Caltex, 
that McDonald's in U.S. and these stations are owned by Venezuelan government, and uh, they were in U.S. territory. So that allows President Trump to uh, kidnap the company. He said, "Well, this is not yours anymore. That's in my territory, so now it's mine." And you lost your money, you lost your, your, your investment here. And, of course, that he does a lot because that company, most of the money that we, we, you know, we, we got as an income in my country, and with that we import food and medicines and all what we need. No, no, not many people, because the media doesn't say that, of course. This is something that we can talk a lot. Media never says what is, they, don't, they don't think they would say. But Sigo was a very big company in the U.S., which we lost. Not only that, we lost also a company in Colombia, which is Monomenos, also a, a company that works with our oil and do transformation of oil. And other, I mean, all, all the investments that the country has outside the country have been now, because of the blockade, kidnapped by U.S., not only U.S., because some countries from Europe also are recognizing somebody who was not elected, uh, arguing that um, because uh, you, you, were, you are not democratic. So how can you say, well, I support somebody who was not elected, but because you were not elected? You know, it's like strange, you know, very, very difficult to understand. In, in, in the history of diplomacy in the past, we have never had a case like this, especially some countries of Europe. Now they, they don't understand what they did, so they are trying to you know, leave this situation, and it's very difficult. Spain, for example, they did it, and Italy never take position, but Spain, they are leaving this position because at the beginning many people did this because they thought that Maduro will you know, be defeated. Many countries you know, jump in very fast, but then they realize that after you know, 10 months, Maduro is still in power. The government is still strong. There's no coups. People still with the government. And certainly what, what argues these, these countries is that elections last year, in May last year, were not transparent elections. I need to mention that two years ago, not far away, Jimmy Carter, which is not, by the way, lefty or not a Madurista or not a Chavista, he said that Venezuela has the best electoral system of the world. Join us next week for part two of this program. Descansan las costillas mientras el palo va y viene Y que de cualquier astilla se puede sacar la cuña Vamos mi pueblo no cuña El que ha sido marinero cuando ve la mar suspira Y el que vive en la oscurana con mucha luz se encandila Thank you for listening to Alternative News brought to you from the community radio station 3CR. I'm Romina Betsin. Looking forward to your company again next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.